is never the underdog. Yes, sir. He's never the underdog. Yes, sir. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-hosts, Raul and Shu. Uh, another off-season pod, so we kind of figured in, in honor of the NBA draft coming up, um, we do a little bit, talk about one-and-dones, maybe redraft a little bit of those guys, uh, a little bit of trivia. Um, I guess first off, though, I just want to give shouts to our guy, Jack White, uh, NBA champ. You know, Denver Nuggets took care of business, so um good kind of cool to see his his journey and what he's been able to do um especially obviously he didn't play a lot in the playoffs and the finals but if you were following he kind of did find a role there in the regular season and uh was able to kind of get on that squad so sh- shouts to jack on that one um so i guess kind of we'll, we'll just jump right in shu i know you had kind of came up with a list with some criteria for looking at these one and dones um so i guess you can kind of go through the list and then we'll jump into maybe some redraft or some trivia stuff yeah, and right before I get started, just wanted to uh, know what uh, a mission that you meant to. But Marty Poches also shouts. Oh to yeah, him, yeah, shouts to Marty. Yep, uh, front office for the Nuggets. So uh, first national or first NBA championship for the franchise. I know it's a uh, exciting time for those guys. So no doubt. Um, yeah. So you know, we just kind of thought uh, for one, the the draft's coming up, and we've got two guys, uh, one and done guys that are going to be in the draft, and also just with all the sophomores coming back and kind of this. Um, this trend that Shire looks like he's going to kind of go away from those heavy one and done classes. It's not, obviously it's not the death of one and done for Duke. We're going to have one and done players, but hopefully maybe get away from having, you know, five in a class. Mass exodus. Yeah. Right. So uh, I thought it'd be fun to just kind of look back and, and, you know, rank our top 10 one and done prospects. And, and the way I looked at it was just based solely on what they did at Duke. Um, so just to start off the top, it's pretty obvious here. Uh, Zion Williamson is our number one overall uh, one and done player. He was a national player of the year. He was a first team All-American, ACC player of the year and ACC tournament MVP. Uh, the first freshman in ACC history to ever do that. Um, all ACC defensive team won the Carl Malone Award, the Wayman Tisdale Breast Freshman Award. Uh, he also break the, broke the ACC tournament uh, freshman scoring record with uh, 81 points, uh, surpassing previously Phil Ford. So um, I think that, you know, the guys awards and everything speak for himself. Obviously that number one spot's probably well-deserved for him there. You guys agree that? Yeah, I think it's kind of without question, really just looking at what, I mean, he was his statistical stuff. His PER is just absurd. I mean, how many times did he go like 11 for 13 for like yeah. 30 points? You know, it's just. Or yeah. the uh, the perfect game, right? Against yeah. Syracuse, Syracuse when he came back. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. So that was pretty easy. Uh, after that, second and third picks, um, these might be something that you guys would switch up. But I, at number two, I went with Bagley. Uh, Marvin Bagley averaged 21 and 11. He was also ACC player of the year and the rookie of the year. He was a first team All-American. He was a national freshman of the year. Um, it was a tough choice between him and Okafor to me. I had Okafor as my third guy, 17 points per game, eight and a half rebounds, ACC player of the year, ACC rookie of the year, first team All-American, national uh, freshman of the year. So 
those two, I thought, you know, I think I think I gave the 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 edge to Bagley at twenty one and eleven. I mean, that was sure. pretty amazing what he was able to do. Defense was uh, a little le- left to be desired, but kind of so same for Okafor, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so two and three, are you guys, you guys, good with Bagley then Okafor there, or did you switch that around? I mean, who would the other possible people be? RJ Barrett. Fourth, I have RJ Barrett. Spoiler. Yeah. Okay. And then I think Wendell Carter has to be pretty high up there. I know he didn't have the raw scoring numbers, but his overall impact when you look at like box plus minus and PER and all that stuff was pretty amazing. And he was really the single reason that defense finished in the top 10. So I'd have him pretty high up. Uh, Vernon Carey as well. But I'm, I'm fine with, in terms of offensive impact, clearly Bagley and Okafor were the two best after Zion, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have much of a qualm. It's, I mean, both of those guys have had limitations that we've seen kind of play out in the league. Um, I think just from like freak of nature, like looking Bagley was just doing things that were just absurd. That second jump was just, I mean, wild, you know? Um, So yeah, yeah. No complaints there. And look, guys, this is why I love having Raul as a friend, just this, the kind of stat nerd that he is. He's bringing up the box plus minus stuff with Carter. <laughs> Be honest with you, I don't even have Carter on my list. Yeah, if you're going just by See, accolades. That's, that's yeah. crazy because I would, I mean, I was just being polite. I would probably have him <laughs> second. To me, he was just incredible. Like the overall impact was no, just. I mean, look, I agree with you 100%, but I guess what I went through my list, like I yeah, told you guys. If you're looking at accolades, here, I, I yeah, it. it's my list is pretty much all ACC rookie of the years at, at minimum. Right. And yeah, Carter wasn't that because he was on the team with Bagley, who was just kind of a, you know, yeah. freak of nature there. And defense doesn't really get, unless you're winning defensive player of the year. Yeah. It doesn't, if this really was Virginia's, if this was Virginia's like one and done's, which were yeah. like two guys. And yeah, Carter would be number one there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, RJ at four, right? RJ at four, 22.6 points per game. I mean, uh, first team all American, uh, he scored 860 points, which is in a single season, the second most in a single season ever, only behind JJ's senior year. Um, so, you know, to do that as a freshman, that's, that was pretty impressive. Obviously, he played with Zion, so he wasn't able to win National Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, stuff like that, that Zion kind of swept sure. there. But, um, I mean, the season he had, hell of a season, incredible, you know, individual season. You know how I feel about RJ, so, I mean. You know, I'm definitely the biggest stand on this podcast of RJ. So, um, I mean, I'll I like for RJ. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked RJ, but, you know, I always thought we probably should have deferred design, obviously, in hindsight, a little bit. But more. is that an RJ thing, though? That's you not know, RJ's like, fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on if, him. If yeah. you're giving a guy like that the ball and hey. telling him to hey, go be an alpha, then mm. to me, you know, I think. It's a little bit on him. It's a little looking, on him to have the recognition to be like, yo, hey, but you know. I was looking at, uh, some stats and there was one game where he took 30 shots and <laughs> went eight for 30. Yeah. Like, yeah. But again, that's signs over here. Like I've touched it eight times and I've scored like, more than you. Like, I still feel like part of that's on system coaching and just that roster was just to have two of the top four one and dones already on this list from the same team and not have really any hardware for it is kind of disappointing, but you know, there's an ACC championship banner up there, I guess. Yeah. All right, so uh, fifth, this one might be a little, contro- I won't say controversial, but uh, Jabari Parker, 
That's what got fifth, 19.1 points per game. Also ACC Rookie of the Year, First Team All-American, All-ACC, National Freshman of the Year. Um, I think I I was kind of splitting between him and actually these three here that came up. Sixth, I had Paulo, um, 17.2 points per game, eight rebounds, ACC Rookie of the Year, First Team All-ACC. He was second team All-American. Uh, was the West Regional most uh, outstanding player on the way to the Final Four. And then the other guy that I was kind of in that grouping, Kerry Jr., which we've already mentioned, uh, had an amazing year, 17 points, eight rebounds, rookie of the year, first team All-ACC, second team All-American. Um, so those three, I kind of, I, I don't know. I I go Parker, Benchera, Kerry, but you guys might think that's a little different there. What do you got, Josh? Um, I don't. It's it's hard to to remove the recency a little bit. Um, I think Vernon kind of definitely gets slept on sometimes in these things. But like I'm looking at Paolo, and I'm like, man, I'm looking at him in top three. But it's just because I've seen what he's done as a rookie. You know, I see where he kind of trends to look like. He did kind of carry us, not not carry us, but he was huge in that tournament run. Um. Yeah, you know, but but Parker was was good too, you know. I mean, that 2014 team is not one that we kind of look back on with a whole lot of fondness just because of what was happening. Um, but yeah, I don't. I guess I wouldn't have. I, I guess I might would flip them and go Paolo, Parker, Vernon. But it's semantics. I mean, I don't know. Raul, what are you are you getting heated about that or? Not really, but um, it's hard to discount what Paolo did in the tournament. Like, of any of those players, he was the best tournament performer. I mean, Parker got to play one game. Um, Vernon didn't get to play. Vernon didn't get yeah, a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, that wasn't his fault, obviously. Right, we don't sure. know what he would have done. But Paolo played his best basketball in the NCAA tournament. So, sure. I think for me, that would give him the edge, even though I think Kerry has the statistical edge and Parker just kind of from, like, the raw scoring output. Yeah, but of course, if if Kerry had played thirty minutes a game, he would he would be the leading scorer among those three. He just didn't play much for whatever reason. It was always weird to yeah. me. Yeah, there's no they didn't have the flash either in his game yeah. at any kind of way, right? Like it wasn't. Whereas Jabari, like his first or second game, you're seeing the '91 Grant Hill lob, the one that he caught against mm-hmm. Kansas. Yeah. So that's already there. He's hitting threes. Um, you know, and then Paolo, you have that Gonzaga game where he's just like, you know, sprinting up the floor, taking pull up 28 footers. So, you know, Vern kind of just had the uh, the little old man at the Y game a little bring bit. Bring his I hard guess, hat. You know? I mean, he yeah, just went just to work brought, every yeah, day. brought the pail and went to work. Um, yeah. All right. So coming in at eight, who we got? Eight, I got uh, Brandon Ingram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So 17.3 points, 6.8 rebounds, uh, rookie of the year. Second team all ACC, um, which I thought was odd, but I think the ACC might have been pretty stout. And what was that, 2016, 17? Yeah, 15, 15, 16. 16, 15, 16, yep. Uh, He was an honorable mention All-American, so he didn't make an actual All-American team. But um, 17 points per game, you know, that frame he had, the shot and everything, uh, it was between him and so my, my last three, I have Ingram. And then these two, I gave the edge to Rivers here, uh, even though it was 
output, 15.5 points per game was slightly lower than my 10th guy, but he was the ACC Rookie of the Year. He was a first-team All-ACC guy. My 10th guy is Jason Tatum, 16.8 points per game, 7.3 rebounds, but only third-team All-ACC was his real only accolade that he you know, garnered that year or award. So, um, you yeah, said Tatum, I mean, Tatum's at nine. Tatum's at 10. I have Rivers. Oh, I gave Rivers, Rivers the Tatum. nine okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. over Tatum. Yeah. Rivers won the ACC Rookie of the Year. Tatum lost it to Dennis Smith Jr., I believe. Yeah. As I yeah, said yeah. earlier. So, um, yeah, eight, nine, 10. But what I thought would be interesting, you know, this is a strictly what they did at Duke. If we were picking these guys, these 10, you know, a pickup team, how would you guys draft those guys that's considering their overall what they've done since okay. then? Okay. So I just tell you, I can tell you 10. already, uh, Wendell Carter would make the top 10 <laughs> <laughs> if he was eligible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some Maybe people value even, winning and some people value awards. I mean, there's a lot of guys <laughs> that if we're talking about like that aren't even on this list because yeah. we know what the careers of some of these guys have been. So it's like, do you, even look at a Gary Trent. Do you so, look at so some just, of these other guys? You know, so yeah. let's just do it with this because we'll get way out if we yeah, go. Yeah. So you know? I went into Irving and you know, only played eleven games. Yeah, but I went to yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to Ding. I went to Maggetti. You know, yeah. some of the we've look. We've had yeah. a lot of great one and done players. Um, yeah. So to narrow it down to ten was basically like. Who got the who got the right. Right. and you kind of have to go by individual accolades because if you start to get into who contributed to team morale or winning, then it that's a different kind of conversation, I guess. Um so if we're just kind of talking on potential, uh I don't have a problem with it. So if we're gonna yeah, read you have to throw out you have to throw out Irving, I think, just because of eleven yeah. game sample size. Because he would have been in the top three for sure. He oh, probably went sure. number two. Number yeah. two, yeah. Yeah, number two. Um okay, so looking at redraft. So um how you want to do it you just want to kind of go like just if we were drafting the top 10 picks yeah sure and just kind of shuffle them around so let's say they're all in a draft class right now and we're yeah. looking at like we're taking nba career heavily into yes it. now okay. yes very much yeah okay mm. so i think the number one here is obvious and it's it's my reversed right yeah it's gotta it's gotta be tatum based on what yeah. we know yeah based on what we have there um, I think the next, like after that though, is where it gets really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go Paolo, but that's just me based on what I've seen him do at Duke, what he done in high school, what he's doing, what he did as a rookie already. Um, dude looks good. I mean, he looks really good. And the more he develops that shot, um, the less he has to play with four other bigs, who knows, you know, I mean, he could really kind of go so i know i could see the, the argument for some other guys but I'm, i'd probably go Paolo. what do y'all think you still giving zion the nod there or based on what we know and what the hell uh, i mean i thought Paolo should have been an all-star this year you know um as a rookie uh zion's he's just he's incredible when he plays he's incredible yeah. when he plays can he be healthy so it's it's tough i would probably still go zion though okay yeah, it's it's hard because Zion, I would say his peak from what he's shown us is could be even better than Tatum's. Um, but sure. you just I'm I'm just a little scared by what's going on now. You know, it's like the first couple seasons didn't really scare me because you had kind of people to look at like Embiid and 
even Curry and people had started slowly with injuries, but the fact that it happened yet again last year and he plays 29 games. Yeah. And then you got all the off-court stuff going on now and New Orleans perhaps wanting to trade him. I think I'm going to have to go with Paolo too, just projecting forward. Another consideration is Paolo's health. He wasn't injured at Duke and he maybe he missed like a couple weeks his freshman year. Uh, yeah. Sorry, his rookie year in the NBA. But I just looking at him physically, he seems really durable. Yeah. And so just kind of projecting forward from there, I think he'll ultimately end up having the better, longer career than Zion. But yeah. if you're just going for who do you want next year to win a title, clearly you're going to gamble on Zion. Sure. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. So we, that would be our top three. We'll go pod yeah. kind of majority. So we'll say Tatum, um, Paolo, and Zion as the top okay. three. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so the fourth pick, let's see. We still got Bagley on the board, Jalil yeah. on the board, RJ, Parker, Sorry. Vernon, Ingram, Rivers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I, Ingram is probably yeah. where I would go yeah. there, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think that's um, the next logical one. He's been a multiple all star, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he just slides right in. And so something about Ingram too that I think that that sixteen team just to come they came off the title, right? So that like you, you kind of get a little bit of the the hangover effect on that. They weren't they weren't a bad team. Um, in fact, you would I would not have to go back and look, but I would say they were probably pretty similar to the team that we just had. Even though I would if I went and asked Duke fans, I think they would probably look more favorably on last season than they did sixteen. But if we're talking about tournament and Ingram's a quiet guy, he's kind of, he had that soft label a little bit, but I just looking. So of the one, two of the five tournament games that team played, including the ACC tournament, Ingram's stat line is just great. 22 yep. and seven, 16 and seven, 20 and nine, 25 and five, 24 and five. That dude showed up. I thought he was the best player on the floor in that Oregon game. Yeah, he was. Um, and then the game before that against Yale, he was great. You know, they get UNC Wilmington, he was great. Um, so, um, yeah, no no arguments there for me. For, and he's for a, he's a solid enough, like, two-way guy, too, where you're not – I mean, nobody's calling him an amazing defender, but you're not, like, struggling to build a team defense around him or anything like that. So, I just like his overall game. Good passer, too. Great shooter. Yep. Uh, I'm just keeping a list over here. So, we have Tatum – Paolo, Zion, Ingram. Okay, so at five, um, I mean, I can go ahead and throw my guy out there, but I'll let one of y'all. Who are you putting at five? Well, remind you know, me of who the rest of the choices are. Okay, so you got Marvin Bagley, Joel Okafor, R.J. Barrett, Jabbar Parker, Vernon Carey, Austin Rivers. Okay, yeah, that's pretty easy, I think. I mean, I would be RJ. Is that where you're going? I'm going RJ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there's still some concerns there, but I thought he, I, I thought he played well in the playoffs. Um, I really kind of like the ability with him and Brunson. I think Randall creates kind of a little bit of a cluster there. If you're trying to play Mitchell Robinson, um, the shot stuff is always going to be a little head scratching, but at least in the playoffs, he seemed to kind of not take as many like questionable shots. Right. And he had a few games where he played really well. Um, yeah, I think so. he was, uh, like over 50% from the field for the, uh, for most of the playoffs there. I think he like struggled the first couple of games and then really turned it on. He was attacking the rim a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, We'll, we'll give it to RJ on five there. So now moving to number six, 
Again, we have Bagley, Jalil, Jabari, Vernon, and Austin Rivers. Mm, um, slim pickings. <laughs> if you're, it's, if it's, you're just looking at the NBA career. It's getting there. Um, I, I, I still will always stand by that. I felt that Jabari kind of didn't get a fair shake. You know, he got out there to Milwaukee. Jason Kidd didn't really know what they were doing. They had Giannis kind of in the fold, too. You know, he made a little bit of a comeback, what, a few years ago? And he was like, kind of had committed to defense a little bit, but that's always going to be what kind of kept him off the floor. How many ACL surgeries did he have? Two, three? Two at least. Two, yeah. At least two. I think it might have even been on different legs. Yeah, I think it was too. So, you know, hmm. I don't, that's, I, I, that's why I like Jabari's game overall. Like when he was healthy, um, uh, other than, like you said, the defense wasn't his real forte, but, you know, three-level scorer pretty much. Um, I mean, who, just the, the longevity, just the, the missed yeah. games, man, are just so – because he averaged – I mean, it's only been four years removed since he was averaging like 15 and 7. So it's like – Or, yeah, even his, I think, third year in the league, he averaged 20 points and yeah. shot like 37% from three. Yeah. Um, so he was trending upwards before that second injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're just looking for like peak season, clearly him, the only other guy I would say that would be in contention there would be Rivers, right? He's yeah. not had this amazing career, but he's at least been a solid role player for over a decade. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I yeah. it's, you know, whichever one you guys want is. No, I would, I would not. A, I like, there's not a big like difference to me. Do we just slot, out, slot him in back to back, Rivers yeah. and, and or Parker and Rivers? Parker yeah. Rivers, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll always, that's another guy I'll always kind of ride for a little bit is Austin. Um, I thought he always kind of got a little bit of an unfair kind of flag for that 2012 team. Um, and I think it says something about him too, to be able to like embrace who he was in high school, who he kind of was at Duke and then become kind of a, a good role player in the NBA. And he's kind of a journeyman a little bit, but, um, you know, he's been solid, you know, he's been solid. So. We'll take him. All right. So now we got that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, so three, seven. So yeah, now we are down to uh big man territory here. So Marvin Bagley, Jalil Okafor, or Vernon Carey. I would almost take him in that order, but I'll let y'all talk about it, I guess. Yeah, I think Bagley has to come first simply because he's still, still in the league. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what <laughs> Carey might have a team, but he's not really playing. At least Bagley's still getting on the court. Yeah, I think yeah. Vernon's maybe G leaguing right now. Still, yeah, he was with the Wizards. I think the Wizards waved him. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was hoping he would be able to do something in Charlotte too, just because it's Charlotte. But there's still some hope to... for him. But you know, it's kind of getting to that point. He's where just a tweener, you know. Yeah. I mean, where does he play? What what position does he play in? I wish he had just worked on his three point, point shot, shot more, Duke. Yeah. Because he had he has the mechanics mm-hmm. and he shot it well, but you know that was his ticket to adapting to the NBA. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he's like an all league defender, but he's much better than Bagley. Mm. Um, and then he's probably an equal shooter to Bagley. So obviously, he doesn't have Bagley's athleticism. Yeah, I mean, that's good with me. Um, 
you know, man, it, it just sucks to see Ja there, right? He's just like, born 20 years too late, man. Yeah. And and he never got like, I've always, and probably we've talked about this a lot. Like what happens if Ja goes to Minnesota? Do they and treat not, him like they treated Towns and just turn him into, I mean, Ja never projected to have that level of three-point shot, but maybe he could have gotten to, I don't know. Do they invest in him that way? Whereas he goes to Philly Yes, and they're just Philly, drafting just, everything, you know. I mean, they were, they were drafting big the, man after big yeah. man. Yeah, they had Embiid, they had Noel, they had him, and then the next year they get Fultz, and then they get Simmons, and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> oh man, you know, <laughs> um, what a run! I, I can see putting Jaw over Carey simply because he had the best between the two. He had the best single season of either of them. Because his fresh his uh, rookie year, he's what like seventeen points a game, I think. Yeah, yeah. seventeen and a half, and then seven rebounds. Um, you know, so now he never quite got back to that. His sophomore season, he's already down to twelve yeah. and five. Um, but his minute his minutes kept going down, and then they realized that he just can't play ball screen defense, and then it creates this whole issue. Um, but you know, maybe it's just the national title talking that. Got a lot of love for Big Jaw. So, okay. So that gives us number one, Tatum, number two, Paolo, number three, Zion, Ingram, RJ, Parker, Rivers, Bagley, Okafor, Carey. All right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If I would have had uh, Luol Dang on the list, where would you put him in the overall? Mm. So he had a pretty decent NBA he career. He had a good NBA yeah. career, especially like early two time, two time over there All-Star. in Chicago. He was yeah. really good in Chicago. I loved him over there in Chicago. Yeah, two two all-star appearances. I think he made uh one or two all NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Um he might have been on all defensive, defensive team teams too. Yep. Yeah. One of the best uh wing defenders really of his generation. Like he was one of the best defenders of LeBron James. Yep. And that was important at that time because they were in the same conference and all that. Yeah, you know, and his teams had a lot of playoff success too. I could see putting him second, honestly. You know, yeah. assuming we're not including Irving. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, I mean, you just look at his stats, and after his fr- or his rookie season, I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve seasons in a row, averaging at least fourteen points, um, at least five rebounds. You know, so. <laughs> And you talked about the defense. Yeah, I'd put him up there. Um, you think Irving would be number two behind Tatum? Or is he number one? That's really tough at this point. It um, is. A few years ago, it clearly would have been Irving. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just uh, so also you kind of want to project forward a little bit. And that plays in there. Like, how do we think Irving's going to age? And how many good years does he realistically have left? And then we kind of look at him bouncing around from team to team and some of the issues with that. And I would just have more faith in Tatum to have Tatum could have 10 good years left, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if we're looking at just the peak, it's pretty, pretty similar. You know, obviously Irving has the title, but Tatum didn't get to play LeBron James. So sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Kyrie. I- I think I could talk myself into maybe even behind Paolo if we're just looking. There's a potential piece there that we don't quite know how that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I think you still got to put him up there um, somewhere in the top two or three. Yeah, I and mean, then, I'd have him over Dang for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then and then there's what we've mentioned guys like Carter, Trent Jr. that weren't on the list but have had 
Yeah. You know, better NBA careers, at least, than a lot of these guys that I've named. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. I think Carter would probably be in the, the middle of the pack there, maybe like fifth or something. Yeah, I, I would put Caius on this list just yeah. based on what he's done. Right. I mean, it's still a backup. Trey could even work his way potentially up onto this list. Well, Trey played two years. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I, yeah. I forgot that when I was doing uh, yeah, my trivia that we're about to do, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always, that 2020 season, since yeah. it didn't finish, it always feels... Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Our, I always still put Tyus up there, though. Our first yeah. ever one and done, Corey Maggetti. I mean, he. I think he played, what, like 16 seasons? Average yeah. like True. 17 or 18 points per game for his career. Yeah, he was a foul-drawing machine. But he was just, you know, stuck in Clipper land. Yeah. He only played for bad teams for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he got to put up numbers for those bad teams. Yeah. Um, yep. Did now on your original list, I don't think it would, this would, this wouldn't change anything because he hasn't had the best NBA career. But did you consider Justice Winslow at all for your original list? I, I did, other than the fact that it, you know, just didn't have any of the, right. the major awards, basically. Because yeah, I was sitting here thinking, like, who are my favorite, you know, or the best. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and justice obviously has to come up when you think of one and done's. I mean, at least for Duke, you know, he was instrumental in that, that title team. So he owned Houston. Yeah. He owned it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another guy that kind of sucks that it didn't really pan, but, um, you know, what are you going to do? I guess no Trevor kills though, huh? <laughs> DJ Stewart. No, Jaylen? didn't have okay. didn't, uh, Jalen no. Johnson. No, <laughs> didn't, didn't. Put that one. Frank Jackson yeah. came up. Nah, uh, yeah. We've had so many one and done, man. Yeah. So many. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I definitely think the Tatum's claim at the top is probably the the most solidified thing that we have, right? I mean, he's turned into basically a star. I mean, he potentially could be an MVP. I believe um, he will end up with at least one NBA MVP. So, yeah. Or at least a finals MVP, which would be nice. But, um, all right, let's let's transition gears a little bit here. Um, I know we had a little bit of trivia, which I think is kind of themed in the one and done, kind of just sticking with that. Um, Raul, I'll pass this to you, and I guess you can kind of take it however you want to here. Yeah, I don't know if I'll, we'll go through all of these, but yeah, they're all kind of one and done themed. Um, and I tried to make them where you guys could at least get part of it. They're not like who scored 34 points on September 7th or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not even a game on September 7th. You get my point. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to start with, um, I think all these players have already been named at one time or another during our discussion. So among qualified players, so that excludes Kyrie Irving, um, six of the top seven players in PER are all one and done players. And so can you name all six of them? Zion. Zion. For sure. Yeah, yeah Zion. Um, Bagley. Yep. Okay, that's two. OPR. Okay, so you got to be efficient. Um, Carter. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so that's three. You're not gonna put out your guy, huh? You don't. You don't feel safe with the PER <laughs> there. Efficiency wasn't our game. You know, it was more of a volume. If it was just um, player rating, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I mean, what about Ja? Is Ja up there? I mean, the yep, dude. Yeah. I mean, his true shooting percentage was ridiculous um yep. very effective field goal percentage vernon um, carry yep okay so that's five he, right so carry actually has the second highest one ever oh um, wow he was a monster per minute yeah like because he didn't play a lot of yeah, yeah. what okay um so, so yeah you only got one more to name and 
it's not a perimeter guy, sort of interior oriented, just like all these others have been. You know, I think PER is a stat that kind of heavily favors big men, but yeah. I wouldn't call him. A, I wouldn't call this player a strict big. We've named him already. Paulo. No, I was going to go Jabari. Jabari. Yeah. Jabari. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Jabari was great, man. He was good. Um, even though when he played the five fours at times <laughs> yeah. a little bit there because he didn't have the foot speed to guard the four. No, yeah. Whatever. Um, Okay, yeah, that was yeah. between, it was between him and Emil playing the five, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that team wasn't going to be good at defense no matter what we did. So we kind of leaned into offense. I think that's yeah. might be our best ever offense, just in terms of like overall efficiency. And I know mm. they finished number one, and I don't know if you know if it's just relative to the field that they were the best, but yeah, I mean, they were like Rodney they were, Hood, yeah, yeah, that was that team could really shoot because they had Andre Dawkins as well. Um, just Quinn out threes. Yeah. And Quinn. Yeah. It's crazy that that team is more efficient on offense than Oh one Duke. Just yeah. absurd. <laughs> well, that's the value of the three point shot, right? Well, I mean, I guess Oh one Duke could hit threes too, but yeah. that team had like five guys shooting 40% from three or something crazy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So let's, Let's move on to another kind of similar question. Um, so it's kind of indicative to me of how much this last decade has been dominated by one and done. Like if you just start looking through highest scores in a single game by a player, one and done players come up all the time. So like uh, I, I have uh, seven guys here who have scored 30 points in a game for Duke as a one and done player. All of them have been named already at some point in our discussion, except for one. No, actually, Ooh. sorry. They all have been named. They've all been mentioned. Okay. Well, okay. RJ and Zion, definitely. Yeah, we know yep. they've done it. Um, we know Kyrie did it. Was he is he eligible for this? Part yeah, of I, I figured since it's just okay, a single yeah, game, yeah. I'd make him eligible. Yeah. Okay. Um, shout yeah, out to the Michigan State game, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. All I right, think so he did it in the tournament too, didn't he? Against he might have had Michigan. He might or, have had thirty against me. Yeah. I believe that that was twenty eight or something. So okay. he was just shy on that one. Okay. Right. I know Jaleel had plus thirty against Virginia Tech. Yep, in a game we barely won. Yeah, somehow, we barely in overtime. won. Yeah. All right, so that's what four. Yep. And we're looking for how many? Uh, seven. Three seven, more. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Three seven. More. Jabari have Jabari have thirty against Carolina. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was his uh, high scoring game actually. Yeah. That home okay. game against Carolina. Austin, Austin had a thirty point game against Carolina. Carolina, <laughs> right? Yep. No, no, it was twenty nine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. I remember that. Okay, um, thirty piece, thirty piece. Okay, you've left out one oh, obvious AJ, one. AJ Griffin. No, he had twenty seven. I think was his high. Did Powell, Carolina had thirty? Right? Powell have thirty? No, nope. I don't think that surprised either. me. Yeah. Mm, okay. uh, I think he was at 28 a couple times. I don't think Ingram hit 30, did he? He nope. was at 26, 27 a lot. Yeah. Tatum? Um, nope. No. Uh, Tatum's highest was 27. The against only reason Virginia. I remember this, because, yeah, against Virginia, where he yeah. hit six of seven from three. Yeah. I already obviously just looked at all these stats. So I'm not just some, you know. Just, yeah, picking them out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bagley, did he have 30 at some point? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now you get Scott. Two sleepers in here. Two sleepers. They're players who have already been mentioned. Okay. Did Kerry have a thirty point? Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. He did. Oh, yeah, that's wow. surprising. Big Vern had one. Who, who who was that? I don't remember that one. Do you remember um, that? I'm gonna against? have to pull that up. Yeah, because Big Vern. I think it was against some random team. Um, but then the other one, I don't think you guys will get. But 
it is a player that's been mentioned, but not mentioned on our main list. Okay, hold on. Carter. Did Carter have that big game, Josh? We were watching at Carolina L House where he hit a couple three. I can't imagine he had 30. I can't get 30 would be, uh, yeah, that'd be yeah. a jump. I'm trying to think. Okay, so 17, probably not. 18, 14. A one and done player, too? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, Vernon Carey's 30-point game was against California. So, mm. I don't think we were ever getting that. I don't even yeah. remember playing California, to be honest with you. I, that Maybe that was in a tournament of some kind. Yeah. Did I ever have a 30-piece? No, he was okay. like... I know he had a couple, like, 20-plus yeah. against Carolina. He had yeah. some kind of big games there. Big games against Michigan State, too, oh, early in the year. And we, we have mentioned the guy. We have mentioned him, right? So, it's not like yeah. Cam Reddish. Okay. It was somebody who we were saying would be higher... Or they might make the list if we consider pro career. Trent. Gary Trent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, was that Miami? That was the Yeah, Miami game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I, he was also good against that uh what was that PK eighty tournament that we played yeah, he was there? Great he was really good too. against that too. Okay, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Gary. Um doing it from the high post too. I was gonna say how many yeah, <laughs> how many back down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so we kind of we we struggled through that one a little bit, but um yeah, some some names on there that you wouldn't really and now you guys it will. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know who has the highest scoring game among them? Mm-hmm. 34 points. That's the second highest, actually. I thought I would have guessed that one too. That was Bagley against Texas. Was okay, so did RJ have 35? No, Zion but his teammate did. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Zion. Okay, yeah, yeah, Zion. yeah. Uh, and can you guess which game it was? Think of a game where they were down a player. They we were we Duke were yeah we were yeah Duke okay, was down so a player it would have been Virginia Tech Virginia Virginia Tech when we, we were down Cam or Syracuse Syracuse at Syracuse. home the when Trey went down yeah oh we yeah, lost. yeah we lost that game yeah oh, Trey, that was... Trey had like what five steals in like two minutes and then gets <laughs> yeah. hurt yeah and then ah. guys are hitting like half half court hook shots at the yeah halftime little yeah. dudes just th- yeah okay so let's uh, do a little bit. Let's move to three-point percentage. Um, so name the one-and-done players to shoot over 40% from three for a season. Mm. I'll tell you a couple of them have been recently. You can probably get those. A.J. Easy. Griffin? Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a clear one. Um, uh, Derek Whitehead? Yep. He was at okay. 42% for the season. Both and those guys. A.J. was at almost like 45%. Yeah, he was at like 52% at one point. It was absurd. Um, Gary Trent Jr. had to be the other one. Uh, yeah, he just made the cut right oh, wow. at 40, like on the dot. Okay. How many are there? There are three more. Okay. There's three, three more. more. Oh, wow. Jeez. I thought we were done. All right. Uh, I'm, uh, does one, volume count? Like, does did Carter yeah, hit 40%? Yeah. Like, so I don't Car- know Carter is one, but okay. you know. Okay. That's the most questionable one because his volume was so low. Yeah. The other two guys took an okay amount. One guy took a lot, um, and the other guy did not take as many. We've already mentioned one guy as a good shooter. Mm -hmm. Ingram? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. And now the the most surprising one because this guy can't shoot. But he Is shot Winslow. Well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I knew forty two percent. That's absurd that he shot forty two percent. And what does he probably shot like twenty six percent in the seven years since then or whatever? Um, Jeez. 
So obviously Kyrie Irving would qualify if he had the attempts. And then another, there's another player who would qualify if he had the attempts, but I bet you can't get it. One and done? Yeah, one and done, but doesn't have, Eric. he has n- neither the games nor the attempts. Ooh, the games or the attempts. And no, it's not Harry Giles. He didn't hit one three. And yeah. Mm, the games or the attempts. Not Marshall Plumley either, because we're talking oh, yeah. one, one and done. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Jalen Johnson? Yep. Oh my god. I was shocked when I looked at it. It's like 40, 44%. I mean, he did. Stupid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guarantee you he's not hitting threes in the pros either, right? Yeah, it can't be. <laughs> I think he has actually found a little bit of a yeah, role saw, at Atlanta I mean, there. But... Yeah, I saw him play an okay for him that, that play in game. Yeah, yeah he's solid. I saw he's him solid. hit a, a three or two, actually. It was yeah, kind of but he's shooting 28%. So it's yeah. like, you know. I think they're kind of playing him like as a pseudo big man, which I like. Yeah. I always kind of wanted us to lean into that, but it was hard with Hurt there. So it was just kind yeah. of a weird combination of two guys who weren't really centers. They were both fours, and they needed to both play the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they both needed a rim protector behind them. You yeah, know? exactly. So it's yeah. like, well, um, yeah. You know, even okay. if he had stuck it out, we would have been a bad team. So yeah, yeah, that whatever. Team no shot. I'm over yeah. it. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, I figured we'd just close it out by going through some other categories. So I'm looking for single-game categories. So now these guys didn't necessarily set records, but they're all in the top 10 for these categories. So okay. um, what one-and-done players have made it in the top 10 for assists? It's just two guys in a Bias. single game. Bias. Yeah, yeah, you got one. RJ? No, he would be just outside the top 10 he had an okay. 11 assist game yeah okay because um. mm, we don't have a lot of one and done point guards well think of a guy who couldn't do anything well besides pass okay pretty recent well as in like you know last five years or so do anything well but pass Okay, have we, we haven't mentioned this name yet. Then, no, we? no, he does not qualify for good NBA career. This is he Frank doesn't Jackson? qualify. Uh, no, uh, Jackson, I think he, I bet his high is like three assists. That dude didn't pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, not, not a great Duke season either. Hmm, that can't be DJ Stewart. Nope. How many other one and dones were on that? It's not like Cassius Stanley or something, is it? Nope. Oh, I didn't even oh, think well, he could do it more than just pass. Yeah, he could do it more than pass. Okay. Uh, oh, it's Derek Thornton. Right? No, no he's not a one and done. Not a one and done. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but, but similar player. <laughs> similar outcome. Similar time period, similar outcome. Dude, who are we forgetting here? We No doubt. Whoever's listening to this pod, they're going to be sitting in their car <laughs> like. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll just give yeah, it to you. Yeah, you said who is there, Swami. Who was uh, Trayvon Duvall. Oh, he yeah. also had an 11 assist game so he had a 12 assist game and 11 assists yeah yeah okay wait did we say that right is it Duval or is it Duval yeah, yeah, yeah. Trayvon Duval yeah, Duval yeah 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 I think that's right yeah all right so uh moving on to I've just got a couple more of these uh steals and okay. it's three different players and they all had six steals in a game family's got to be one of them right I feel like I feel like he was always okay. Had six Trey? steals in the game. Or no, Trey's not one and done. Is okay. Zion on that list? 
He had a lot of steals. So I don't know if he had that many, though. No, no. I think his mm-hmm. high was like five or something. These are one-and-done players? Yeah, all one-and-dones. Had at least six steals. One of them is a good defender and won't surprise you. The other two might. Carter? No. Carter get, no, you got about, more. Is it, did Winslow get that many steals? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Winslow's one of them. Okay. okay. Playing that free safety. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll keep throwing Frank Jackson until you give me <laughs> something with him. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I almost want to say, like, what did Live did Lively ever have a, a biggest steal game? No, 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 no. blocks for, for yeah. sure. Um, so one of them is this is a huge clue, but one of them is Justice's teammate, Tyus. Then, yeah, okay, yeah. sure, John, just playing passing lanes. Yeah. He was against Gonzaga, though. I remember he had the little oh, coast to coast, yeah. And yeah, um, one of them, one of them was. Uh, in the last couple of years, what about Trent? He was kind of a ball hawk. Did he have any big? Yeah, maybe not he, that many. I, I guess I think six had, is a lot of steals. Yeah, I think he had five or something. Yeah, um, six is a lot. Um, recently, huh? Mm-hmm. Trevor Keels. Yep. Oh, oh, <laughs> nice pull. <laughs> All right, so nice. the, the ne- this the next one will be a little bit easier. So blocks, it's only one guy. Yeah, top ten. Yeah. It's, it's, it's live, right? I yeah, mean, with the eight, eight blocks, yeah. yeah. Against UNC, correct? Yep. Yeah. We were there. That was the game we were at. Yeah, so yeah. you guys should know that. Okay, now here, maybe you can get more with this one. Um, rebounds. I got four guys, and they all had at least 17 rebounds. Ooh. Mm. Okay, well, Bagley. Yep. Yeah. He had 21, which is one shy of the record. Uh which um, was of course Miles, Miles Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, I was at that game. Um, yeah, was that the Maryland game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2012 against. Yeah, that's like when we wore those and 18 or something. That's crazy. The, the night we wore the gray uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, game, 22 right? rebounds and yeah. uh, no, I, we won because I, I did not. Won. I did okay. not see. I've never seen a loss in Cameron. So. Oh, for, okay, nice, nice. All right, I'll take it. Um, all right, but so far for us, we only have Bagley, right? Yeah. Carter 17 Jr. rebounds. Uh, no, not Carter. Okay. But think rebounds. other big men. 17 rebounds is a lot. Yeah. Ja just didn't have, wasn't a huge rebounder. Say, Maybe he got in there one game, but he wasn't like. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you it's Ja twice, actually. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. So he yeah, did, so yeah. Okay. He had a 20 rebound game, which I have no memory of. Uh, and then he had a 17 rebound game. And then the then the, the other one is is going to be obscure. We have named this player, and it was funny that he was even brought up. There's no way here he got 17 rebounds in a no. game. No, okay. Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson. Wait, did Travon Duvall get 17 rebounds? Tweet about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it was not. Did Jalen get 17 rebounds? Yeah, he got, oh, yeah, he he had, had the, 19, yeah, he had the 19, 19, 19 the nine. Game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was like it's like Michigan State or Illinois the, or something. It was the very like first that. game of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, uh, I cannot remember the very who first game. Wasn't it, his stat line was 19 and 19. It was right? 19 and 19. Yeah. And we all thought he was like, the oh, goat. Here we yeah, go, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fast forward yeah. eight months later, or not yeah. even six months later. No, uh, which is ironically was only like what four games later because we just went like three weeks without playing <laughs> once or twice. So yeah, totally. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, so that, that's all I add for you. I thought it was just interesting to go through and look at how many times one-and-done players, despite being here for a year and despite obviously not being upperclassmen, have managed to make top 10 lists. Yeah. And just how impressive some of like some of these one and the fact that some of these one and done players would even be like in consideration for like all time single seasons at Duke is crazy to me. Yeah. 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 I mean, we didn't even talk about it on here. Um, but RJ had a triple double. Yeah. Yeah. Know, like yeah. that's and bef- when he did it, I think there were only it had only been done two or three yeah. other times Sheldon prior. Was Sheldon last, did it. Yeah. Um and then Wendell did it actually last two years ago. So yeah. There, was there anyone before Sheldon? Like, if there was, it was probably like Dick Grote or somebody random. But yeah, I mean, it had only been done. Chuck um, Mullen. Yeah, it had only been done. I think. I think RJ was the fourth. Fourth. Third, yeah. Maybe he was the third. Um, yeah. Maybe. Did yeah, the G? Did the G Man have a triple double? I could Jemensky. see that. I could yeah, see that. I could see that. It's a I little bit like before my time, but you know, there's somebody out there that. I feel like with a big man, there's always a chance because you can basically lock them in for a double-double. So all yeah. they have to do is figure out a way to get 10 assists, which is obviously ten. easier said than done. But 10 blocks. Yeah, that's how Sean blocks, did it, right? Yeah, yeah that was that's nuts. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So it looks like I think Gene Banks did it. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, the other G-man. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. Jeff Mullins, maybe. Oh, okay, Let's nice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was just whispering that. But. Yeah, I was just looking to try to see. I was just trying to read an article in real time. But um, I know Jaminski also had a 10 block game because I saw that today when I was researching. So I guess he just didn't get the rebounds in that game. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Huh? It's hard to do, but it's kind of crazy that it's. If you got 10 blocks, I'm getting my years, teammates so. get out of my way. I'm Give me this rebound. Yeah. Now, okay. my prediction this is a double prediction. The next triple double will be uh, from Cooper Flag. So I'm predicting Cooper Flag to Duke, and I'm predicting a triple double from him. Because yeah. you see the stats he puts up, and I know it's just high school, but he's you know putting up four, seven, six blocks all the time, and then he's yeah. obviously a rebounding monster. I, I think he can pass. I don't know, but you know he's obviously going to score. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Um, raises the hypothetical has the best one and done even got here yet. Yeah, yeah, you know. Maybe and well, not, fingers crossed, you, yeah. you know, you get, yeah. the, get the big booze down there too. We'd love to yeah. see that kind of come to fruition. But uh, if there's yeah, anybody right. who could beat out Zion season, it would be one of those two guys. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, Zion's is going to be hard to beat, yeah. man. That Forty was, per man. Yeah, that <laughs> was. Uh, he he was able to kind of transcend like the one and done category. Like he's good enough and like rememberable and remarkable enough to where he could come into categories where you're talking about your favorite players, right? Because a lot of times when I talk about that, I separate like, well, the one and dones don't really count because they were only here for a year, but his was a loud year. <laughs> that yeah. was a loud year, especially if they were able to kind of finish the deal. You know, if they finish that deal, that's that's big time. But all right, well, I guess we can kind of kind of get out of here. Anything else, uh anything going on that we need to plug i don't think everything else is i mean it's off season so i know we got some big time um events coming up i mean obviously got peach jam coming in july which is going to be a big thing um probably see maybe a few more visits over the summer i know the staff is trying to get out and do a lot of stuff i think the 25 class they're eligible to start contacting them i think this month adam road tweeted something out um shortly so speaking of flag and boozer and those guys might be some 
some movement um, or communication going on there. So, you know, it's if you like recruiting, I think now is kind of the best time. Really, the summer is where you're going to get most of the information on that. Um, so we'll see. It definitely sounds like at this point, the portal is kind of closed for us. So we don't seem to kind of be dabbling and doing any of any of that stuff. So, yeah, um, I think this is our team, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we know what our team is. Yeah. yeah. So feels like the feels like the roster set. Obviously, K Academy just happened recently too. So um, maybe at some point it'd be cool to try to get a guest on that that is, has has attended that just to kind of talk to them. Um, see yeah, ninth wonder if you're like. listening, shout out us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd love come to come on ninth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I did. I did notice from the K Academy pictures that Filipowski seems to be moving around just fine. So I yeah. saw him on campus like a couple weeks before that, and he was he had like the kind of uh, double crutches. Yeah. Um, so that was a little sobering sight, but to see him kind of jumping up and down at K Academy gives me hope that he'll be, you know, ready to go by September. Yeah. Yeah. It's also cool to see, I guess Tyrese has already kind of came back at least for a while. Um, so he was there hanging out with the, Foster Foster was around too. That's cool. Yep. Yep. Um, I think. There was only one guy that wasn't able to be there for one of the things. So maybe that was McCain because he showed up a little bit later. I think think he was still at Academy, but he showed up a little bit later, but, uh, um, yeah, so that'll be interesting too to kind of see over the summer. You always get a little tidbits or stories about you know what this dude's doing in practice, what this guy's doing. Um, I love and hate those things at the same time. You know, they're they're always fun to get our to Alex Murphy stories. But yeah. Then, yeah, you get the Alex Murphy that's like this guy's better than Singor and Dunleavy, and then he's like, ooh, <laughs> better at what? <laughs> better at what? Um, <laughs> nah, you know, shouts to Alex, but. Uh, you know, sometimes those things can be, sometimes it's like, if a guy's doing too well, then the pessimist in me is thinking that our team must suck that bad. If we can't <laughs> stop this kid, you know, like what's happening. Right. Um, but and I guess in the, in the meantime, you can follow us at the devil's den pod two, four, seven on Twitter. You can email us at devil's den pod at gmail.com. Again, you can find us on the boards at the devil's den.com. Um, keep the faces strong in the verify. Go to. Mm-hmm.